Hi, it's Richard from the Story Walk podcast. The Story Walk podcast is composed of real stories that I make up while I am out hiking, snowshoeing, skiing, and backpacking with my children. You may notice background noise during the podcast due to the real nature of recording these stories in the outdoors. The Story Walk podcast is supported by 10adventures.com. Go on 10 adventures to find great family adventures in over 60 countries on Earth. Imagine a family-friendly safari in the Serengeti, exploring Inca ruins in Peru, a cycling holiday on car-free roads in Germany, and many, many more great ideas. To find all the great family adventure ideas and to make memories that will last a lifetime, check out 10adventures.com family. Now, on to today's story. This is part three of the Detective Brothers and Dr. Doom. The Detective Brothers came upon Dr. Doom's car beside one of the pyramids. It was very confusing because there was nothing there, just the big stone blocks of the side of the pyramid. The two chiefs of police said, Oh, this is very confusing. Where could Dr. Doom be? The brothers got out of the car and got out their magnifying glasses. Alexander looked at the car and yelled out, They're not in the car! Henry and William had their magnifying glasses against the pyramid. Just then, William said, I found something! All the brothers came over and sure enough, they could see a mark that looked like a hand made out of dirt. Why would there be a handprint here? asked Henry. Alexander said, Could it be... A secret entrance? William said, I bet it is. The brothers started to probe at the bricks and soon Henry pressed a brick and all of a sudden it moved just a little bit. The brothers yelled for help and Henry's parents and the two chiefs of police came. They all started pushing the brick and it kept moving. They were pushing the brick into the pyramid and when they got in, the brick revealed a dark, chamber. It's a hidden chamber, said the detective brother's dad. That's right, said Henry. Now let's get our headlamps on and let's explore. The brothers each put on their headlamps and went inside. Going from this chamber, there were tunnels in three directions. One of the tunnels had water coming out, a little stream that was a little bit unsettling. How could there be water coming out from inside this pyramid? Henry looked at his brothers and said, Brothers, remember, going in tunnels or caves can be very dangerous and it's easy to get lost. Let's get a a piece of rope. We'll tie part of the rope to the car and the other will tie to William. This way we can just follow the rope back to get back to the car. Great idea, said Alexander. And they quickly got out some ultralight thin rope and tied it to William. Looking at the three tunnels, they decided not to go in the tunnel with water. They did not want to go up the tunnel that was wet. First of all, it would be slippery. Second of all, didn't make sense that there was water coming out from this tunnel. Henry said, could it be a booby trap? Oh no, said Alexander. I hope this tunnel system isn't booby-trapped. 
Henry said, brothers, we've got to be very careful. They looked at the other two tunnels. The brothers had their magnifying glasses out. And Henry said, I think this might be a footprint right here. The brothers looked and they just saw the faint outline of what appeared to be a shoe. I think it is as well, said Alexander. Let's follow it. One of the chiefs of police came with them as well as their dad while their mum stayed outside by the car and the second chief of police stayed in the main chamber. The brothers went down the tunnel. If they hadn't had their headlamps, they wouldn't have been able to see anything. But thankfully their headlamps let them see what was happening. As they rounded a corner, William yelled, stop! All the brothers stopped and bumped into each other. William said, look, it's a false floor. A false floor, said Henry, let me see. He pointed his headlamp down. Sure enough, what looked like a floor was actually an enormous pit. He looked down with his headlamp. He could not see a bottom. Henry picked up a pebble and dropped it into this enormous pit. He waited and waited and waited before he heard the pebble make a plopping sound in what must be water at the base of this pit. William said, look, the pathway is only on the left-hand side. If we had gone straight or if we hadn't had our headlamps, we would have fallen right into the pit and we would have never gotten out. Great job, said Alexander to his brother William. You saved our lives. William said, just here to help, brothers. They slowly went to the left-hand side and went across the walkway. They got to the other side and Henry said, that is the first booby trap. Usually they come in threes. Let's be very careful. They kept going, being very careful, looking each way. All of a sudden, they came to a dead end. A dead end, said Alexander. How could there be a dead end here? Where do we go? Henry said, this can't be a dead end, but I think it might be a booby trap. Let's not touch everything. Let's think this through. Henry got out his computer. Unfortunately, there was no Wi-Fi this deep in the pyramid, but luckily Henry had downloaded a lot of information. He started tapping away. He looked at the bricks. The bricks appeared to have some numbers on them. He looked at them deeper. He said, guys, this is a math riddle. The brothers all turned to each other and smiled. A math riddle. We love math. That's our specialty. Henry smiled as well. With my laptop and my computer programs, and with your, both of your skills at math, this will be easy peasy. Henry started to type into his computer while his brothers yelled out numbers. After Henry had typed in all the numbers, he pressed enter, and his computer started to do calculations. Henry looked up and said, brothers, it's a riddle. We've got to press the numbers in a certain order. I don't know what happens if we press them wrong, but if we press them right, I think we'll get through. His computer made a beeping sound and Henry said, okay, I've got the answer. Press the brick that has the three dots on it first. They did that. Now press the brick with two lines across it going from side to side. William pressed that one. Now find the brick with nine dots and press that. The brothers were looking. William said, oh, it's up here. He went to press it when Henry yelled, stop, stop. Those aren't dots. Those are diamonds. Oh boy, if we'd pressed that one, who knows what would have happened. We gotta find a brick with nine dots. William looked again and said, okay, it's over here. Great, Henry. And the last brick we have to find will have one very large plus sign on it. 
Alexander said, is this it? The brothers all examined it. Yes, I think that's it. As Alexander pressed it, he noticed the whole wall started to move and the wall slid apart with a little walkway to get through. The detective brother's dad looked on and said, boys, you are incredible detectives. There's not another detective on earth who could have solved that. Only you three working together could have solved that incredible mystery. As the boys walked through, they got to the other side. What they saw, they didn't like. Because up above was an enormous axe. It was clear if they'd gotten it wrong, the rock door would have opened and an axe would have come down. Oh no, said Henry. Thank goodness we got it right. That axe would have been very dangerous. The boys were now in a smaller tunnel. Their dad and the chief of police was still with them. At times they had to crawl to get through, but they kept going forward. All of a sudden they heard a sound. It sounded like running water. As they approached, sure enough, they found an underground stream. The boys hadn't realized this, but their path in these tunnels had been ever so slightly downhill. And they'd been going deeper and deeper into the earth. The chief of police said, brothers, look, I see a boat. Let's just use that raft and go downstream. He went to get on the boat. And as he did, the boat sank and the chief of police went into the water. Ah, he yelled, the water's boiling hot. Henry looked around and saw an old piece of wood. He held it out to the chief of police who grabbed onto it and the detective brothers hauled him in. You saved me, said the chief of police. Henry and the detective brothers smiled. Of course we did. You do the same for us. We always look out for other people. Alexander looked at his brother and said, Henry, this is very mysterious. This is a boiling hot river. If we fall in, it'll scald us so badly. But what do we do? William looked around and said, maybe the river's here just to distract us. Maybe we're supposed to go a different way. Henry smiled and said, you've got it, William. This is just a distraction. Let's look around. They shone their headlamps all around and Henry noticed that one wall appeared to have the faintest little steps built in. He said, Alexander, do those look like stairs to you? Alexander examined and said, they do, Henry. Let's try it. The brothers slowly climbed up the stairs and at the top, there was another rock wall. How do we get past here? Said William. Henry said, if there's stairs to get here, there must be a way through. He started to probe around and was tapping various rocks. All of a sudden, some of them sounded hollow. Alexander, William, said Henry. These rocks sound hollow, like they're fake. They tapped some more. All of a sudden, they tapped one rock and the entire rock face opened. They snuck through a small opening that was just big enough to fit their dad and the chief of police. And they came into an enormous chamber. The chamber was covered from top to bottom with gold and jewels. At the far end, there was a huge computer screen, the size of the biggest TV they'd ever seen, and a couch. And sitting in the couch was the jet black hair that they identified as Dr. Doom. 
Luckily, they'd been quiet and Dr. Doom didn't know that the detective brothers were inside his secret lair. As they looked around, Henry said, Shh, quiet. That's Dr. Doom. Everyone was very, very quiet, but they couldn't believe all the treasure. There were piles of gold coins. On the wall were some of the most valuable paintings ever done. There were bowls filled with diamonds, rubies. But what Dr. Doom was most interested was on a table. It was a diamond. It was an enormous diamond. It was a diamond the size of a chicken. It was huge. And it was giving off the most mystical light. What was interesting is Dr. Doom appeared to be shooting a laser into the diamond, giving off this unique light all over this hidden underground lair. As the boys creaked forward, the chief of police all of a sudden started to get worried. Something in that room was going to make him sneeze. He had tremendous allergies and all of a sudden he went, ah, 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 Dr. Doom jumped out of his chair, turned around. Who's there? All of a sudden, the detective brothers, their dad, and the chief of police were all easily visible at the far end of this hidden underground lair. Dr. Doom said, how did you find me? How did you get through the booby traps? The detective brothers smiled and said, it wasn't too easy, Dr. Doom. Just then the chief of police said, you're under arrest, Dr. Doom. That's the stolen diamond. Dr. Doom laughed said, I'd like to see you try and arrest me. He pressed a button, the floor moved, and Dr. Doom vanished. He had left all his jewels and the diamond. The detective brothers went over. The floor looked completely normal. Where could he have gone? Alexander said, everyone step back from where Dr. Doom was. Let's press the button and see what happens. Henry said, let me get the video camera ready. That floor moved really quickly, I think. They set up the video camera and pressed the button. Sure enough, they saw the floor whiz open and closed, but they didn't know what was underneath. Henry connected the camera to his laptop and slowed down the video. It was clear as Henry paused the video or opened, there was a silver slide that went straight down. The chief of police said, well, we've recovered the diamond. I'm happy, let's leave. Let's go back the way we came. We've got the diamond. Henry looked at the chief of police and said, you know what chief, going back the way we came was pretty dangerous. This looks to be an emergency escape slide. Why don't we just go out this way? Alexander Williams said, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. It'll be safer. Henry's dad said, boys, I wanna make sure this is safe. Everyone get out your walkie talkies. I'll go first and I'll tell you what I find. The chief of police said, no, I'll go first. If anyone should be hurt, it should be me. The chief of police stood in the place where Dr. Doom had been and pressed the red button. Sure enough, he disappeared. And all the boys heard was a wee. About 20 seconds later, they heard their walkie talkies crackle. It worked. I'm outside of the pyramid. I'm safe. Somebody grab the diamond and follow me. Next, the detective brothers all stood together. Next went Henry, the oldest detective brother. He pressed the button and went wee. 20 seconds later, he said, that was fun. It's all safe, guys. 20 seconds later, over the walkie talkies, they heard Henry go, that was fun. 
It's all safe. You don't have to wait so long between everybody. Alexander went next and pressed the button and went wee. 10 seconds later went William, wee. The detective brother's dad grabbed the enormous diamond. It was heavy. He went on his walkie talkies. All clear everybody. We're all clear down here, dad. Come on down, said Henry. Henry's dad holding the enormous diamond pressed the button. Wee, he said, but no one heard him. Soon all the brothers were outside the pyramid. Dr. Doom's car was gone. All that was left was the chief of police and their mum. She was so happy to see her family, she gave them all a hug. The chief of police got on his walkie-talkie and contacted. The Cairo chief of police got on his phone and called in a helicopter. He said, Detective Brothers, you've done a great job. This is an important recovery of a very important piece of treasure. We're going to go back in and recover the rest of the loot. For I saw some important things that had been stolen from museums around the world. But I've called the helicopter so you can get home. You must be very tired. Henry smiled, said, actually, this was a pretty easy case for us. Chief of police, we're used to much more difficult cases. The brothers all smiled and they gave each other a high five. They were pretty happy. The helicopter came and the brothers and their parents and the chief of police from Vancouver, Constable McLeod, got into the helicopter. They flew back to the Cairo airport where a special private jet was waiting to take the brothers back to Canada. They flew into Vancouver and they could see crowds of people around the airport. When they got out of the plane, thousands of people started cheering. The detective brother's dad held up the diamond and almost the entire crowd went quiet. They couldn't believe there was a diamond that big. The chief of police took the diamond and went into a police car. The brothers went into the airport and got in line for a flight back to Calgary where they lived. It had been a long day. As they got on the plane, almost every passenger stopped and said, thank you. You guys did a great job getting the diamond back. The flight attendant came over and said, well, hello guys, great job with the diamond. Let me guess, double apple juices? The detective brothers smiled and nodded. And then Henry said, no, not double apple juices, triple apple juices. Everyone laughed as the flight attendant went back to get them their apple juices. They opened their backpacks and finally got to eat their snacks. First some apples, then some bags of chips, and then they each had a little bag of gummy jellies. They were happy, but they were also exhausted and they fell asleep on the flight back home. The end. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe and give us a rating. This podcast and all the ideas and characters are copyrighted by myself, Richard. Bye-bye.